welcome back to Hit and Bitch. We are so fucking happy to be back. This is the Jerk Magazine podcast about the things you hate to love and love to hate. I'm Madeline. I'm Zoe. I'm Jen. I'm Alexa. And we're just going to go right into our first hit, which is also kind of a bitch, but that's fine. Only fans. And also fuck Bella Thorne. Okay, so um, I guess I could kind of explain what OnlyFans is. I feel like everyone already knows what it is. But basically, OnlyFans is a Patreon-esque sort of subscription service where you can pay a monthly fee to see a specific person's content. And OnlyFans is known to have sex workers with like very niche fetishes and kinks. But it also has people like personal trainers and it also has like people who tell like story times and even like cooks on it. But the whole going on, the whole fiasco that happened recently was that a lot of celebrities are going on OnlyFans right now and making accounts. And that sound in hindsight, that sounds great because, you know, you'd love to see porn by your favorite celebs but also a lot of these celebs are totally completely like disrupting the OnlyFans market right now because OnlyFans was very accessible and available for the common sex worker you know like anyone could do it anyone can sign up and I'm sure at one point and all of y'all said like I'm just gonna start an OnlyFans I mean I definitely did I've been there recently Bella Thorne got on OnlyFans and she's not even posting anything really explicit like she like she's been posting like bikini pictures and like pictures of her like eating hot dogs like suggestive images you know that you could easily put on like Instagram but she ended up making over Let's see, two million dollars. That was in like the first week. Literally, no, like the set, like literally two million dollars, and that upset a lot of people because that completely disrupted the market. And now the common sex worker who needs this job, who needs to make money off this app, unlike Bella Thorne, who is an actress and a celebrity already, um, they're they don't have like it's harder to get people in the market now. Yeah, she is the one that set the cap at fifty dollars per image. (gasps) And the reason that you can't tip over a hundred, yeah, that sucks. I think it sucks. Yeah. And also, like, what's so great about OnlyFans, especially in the pandemic, is like a lot of sex workers are put out of work. So this is another revenue stream. Right, I didn't you know, even that they think need. about that. Yeah, like they they have nowhere else to turn, and like this is saving people's lives and like livelihoods. And Bella Thorne is fucking that up. Like this is a safe way to do it, and like the women are very much in control. They also get eighty percent of what they make like OnlyFans only takes 20 which is very different than like typical porn I think and OnlyFans also has like terms and services set up where like you're not allowed to take like you're you can't like screen record or like screenshot someone's content and then just like put it out online yeah no the other super awful thing about it is that it's not even just like experienced sex workers who are using the app a lot of the people who are on it are people who lost their jobs during Mm -hmm. the pandemic Mm -hmm. and have found this as just like another revenue source that can help them pay rent and can help them pay all of their expenses since they're out of work. We love OnlyFans and we hate <laughs> Bella Thorne. She's worked in porn before, too. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, yeah. she's won some award for she, some Literally, <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I watched it. I watched the porn that she directed for Pornhub, even though it was, like, Pornhub exclusive or something. Like, my friend, like, had an account or some shit. I don't know. And, and I watched part of it. It was, like... It was kind of bad, to be honest. Like, I went in with, like, very low expectations, but it's about, like, this couple that, like, starts exploring their kinks, and the girl's, like, obsessed with, like, violent stuff, like, knife play, 
and stuff like that and it's very like suspenseful and like honestly kind of the production value was pretty high yeah it makes sense because like bella thorne was it was bella thorne but like i remember when i heard about that when i heard that she was releasing a porn for Pornhub of all places i was like damn (laughs) yeah i feel like someone like (laughs) bella thorne with so much authority and like power should be able to not use Pornhub. (laughs) yeah really like like, there are many other Sources. They're notorious like, for like Pornhub. not caring about underage people yeah, being yeah, put no. on Pornhub without their consent. Yeah. Like they're so shitty. They just care about getting views. So Yeah, and the fact that she's okay with it and then people are also okay with supporting her on OnlyFans is um Yeah, there's so many like female and like LGBT centered porn sites that I feel like she could have gone to instead. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It it's kind of strange because her audience is who like <laughs> literally yeah. she went from disney channel to Pornhub to only fans like is she okay she's hopping around <laughs> all right that's a great segue <laughs> to people who are not okay <laughs> britney spears we're talking about free britney britney, free britney. um britney is currently un- still under conservatorship since 2008 since her mental breakdowns like like the infamous you know um Bed shaving your head mm-hmm breaking the paparazzi window, like, beating paparazzi up with the, the umbrella. <laughs> so since 2008, she's been under a conservatorship under her father. Basically, a conservatorship is when you have a guardian appointed to you because you're deemed, like, usually mentally unstable. And they handle things like your finances and, like, they make sure you're taking your medication. And, like, if... Uh, oh, and Brittany specifically, she's been checked into a mental facility, like, multiple times in the last few years. Oh, yeah. There was one really recently where she stopped her Vegas residency. Yeah, it oh was she, she yeah. stopped taking her medication, and then they um, decided to check her into hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was her dad that did it or not, but, like, she said it was something with her dad's health. But I'm pretty sure it was... Yeah, yeah. okay, so what happened was it, it's kind of messy, whole situation, because the whole Free Britney thing happened because a lot of fans and people are worried that she no longer has control over her own, like, creativity and her music and stuff because she's so, like, hopped up on like pills because that's what people are saying that she's like now that the core has deemed her mentally unstable they're like okay like take all this medication and like her conservatorship and her guardians are like purposely putting her like under the influence so she's unable to make her own decisions and like you guys have probably seen like her tiktoks and like her videos on instagram right yeah she does yeah. not seem okay right they're super cryptic the the yellow shirt thing oh my and the yeah, dove thing the yeah do we think that's a coincidence or is it a cry for help I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a cry for help. And to anyone who doesn't know, there have been in the comments on her post, like, if you need help, wear a yellow shirt. So then in her next video, she wears a yellow shirt. And then someone comments, like, if you are in trouble, post a photo of doves. And she did. I think it very well could be a cry for help. And we need to free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. I mean, it's very concerning the fact that in 2008, she was deemed unstable to control her own life. Yet she was... Just put out on the stage. Yeah, she was still performing. Mm-hmm. So, and that was all under control of her father. And yeah, that w- because her father looks at her as a product rather than a child. And that exactly. is monumentally fucked up. And that's why people are saying free Britney. How can we free Britney? I don't know. Free Britney, SU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a protest. <laughs> Let's start a movement. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, I saw the article that we have on the cut talking about how they were... They're, they're trying to make her court cases public. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, saw this. Yeah, 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 because her lawyer yeah, yeah, thinks yeah. that if they can gain more media attention and, like, have a lot more transparency, then 
people will start to <laughs> fully understand what's well, happening. Well, yeah, because this shit is shady. Yeah. Well, because everyone just thinks of her as, like, a crazy person, when in reality, she was suffering from a lot of mental issues and really needed help. Right. But now she's at the point where, yeah, like you said, she's being treated like a product and not, like, a human being. Like, all of the Disney stars seem so fucked up. Like, Zendaya's the only one. I mean, we were just talking about Bella Thorne. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck her. Still stand behind that. But, like, Demi Lovato, she's a mess. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, also, like, Miley Cyrus, I feel like, has sort of... She's kind of evened herself out and kind of found herself. Yeah. But I feel like definitely towards the beginning, she just was, like, off the walls just because mm-hmm. I feel like she must have been so restrained her whole life. Oh, exactly. That finally when she was given freedom to do whatever she wanted because she wasn't under contract from Disney, she kind of just decided to do everything all mm-hmm. at once. I love Miley, though. I'm a Miley stan. I have to admit I don't like her current haircut. I don't like the mullet. Unpopular opinion, I hate the fucking mullet. <gasps> mullets have been trending I mean, right yeah, now. Yeah, I love mullets on girls. I was gonna say, I don't like mullets. Who likes mullets? I don't know. Lesbians? Mull- I think- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do it for the girls and the gays, that's it. I'm just- I, I found myself on lesbian TikTok, which- Oh, yes. I- I don't understand how I got there because I'm not a lesbian. We have the best um, jokes. But yeah, they they've been getting mullets recently. That's been a big thing. I think only women can pull off mullets, and I stand by that. Mullets shouldn't be normalized. I don't care who you are. Mullets should never be normalized. But you know what should be normalized? The walk of shame. Hell yes. I've I think I've talked. We talked about the walk of shame because we talked about the Halloween walk of shame last year. Oh my god! Did I oh talk about this? Oh, I think we just kind of had a group conversation because <laughs> oh. I, I think one of my worst ones was, Halloween weekend and my makeup was running and I was so I was Mia Wallace from Pulp Fiction. Oh um, girl! And I had my wig like in my pocket, <laughs> um, and I had like a giant black bra like it was like a huge push-up bra and so like when I woke up the next morning I was like I don't want to put this on but I kind of have to because it's like a see-through white shirt so that must have been like my worst one but at the same time like it was November 1st or it was whatever it was Halloween weekend so I think that was more acceptable but I had a really bad Halloween weekend one too I was I was Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's no one knew who I was because I had the like sleep shirt and mask and earrings someone thought I was like a scientist (laughs) and I was like hey no like you uncultured swine but whatever and so this was the first night that I hooked up with my now boyfriend I don't remember Halloween weekend weekend. (laughs) yeah that's some blood magic (laughs) but I was wearing just the shirt and like I had the earrings and the makeup and I had to leave really early because I had to go to a funeral so I had to run (gasps) out of his house oh my god I remember this Maddie yeah I had to run out of his house and be like I'm so sorry I have to leave I'm going to a funeral and he was like who (laughs) died? my grandma's brother however no that's it's fine I really didn't know him very well (laughs) But yeah, so 
then I had to, like, do the walk of shame, but, like, really quickly. And then I had hickeys and, like, beard burn <laughs> on my chin. Oh, no. So I had to, like, cover that. I got an hour of sleep. Then I had to drive there, and it was, like, an hour away. And I couldn't... I was using my roommate at the time's car, and I couldn't figure out how to use the defroster. Oh, uh, no. Because it's an old car, so I thought I was going to die. I was like, there's going to be two funerals this day. This has nothing <laughs> to do with the walk of shame. This is such a... No, it has it's, everything it's to do with the walk of shame. What are you talking about? <laughs> but... We need to normalize it because, first of all, it's okay to be a hoe. Second Woo-hoo. of all, like, who gives a fuck? I don't like those judgmental looks. We're also either. on a college campus. So yeah, like, what do they that's expect? What, I, what else do you expect? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you, what do they expect for me to just, like, not go home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, but it's, it's just the concept. It is the it's such a shameful yeah, concept. Yeah, why is it? Why are why we ashamed? Shame why are we ashamed? Yeah. I just got fucked. Like I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There should be no shame. I feel like that's kind of the move for me is to wear like if I'm going to like a hookup, I will wear a sweatshirt with like a crop top underneath, so that the next morning when I inevitably have to walk back, <laughs> I'll have just a sweatshirt on and I'll just look like tired and a normal student prepared. just like heading to the library but also yeah. <laughs> who cares why do you need to come prepared why does it matter okay if exactly. you're cold, you make a good sure. point you make a good point like i get it if you're cold but like that that should be the only thing you take into consideration I mean, am i gonna yeah. be cold not am i gonna be judged are people gonna think i'm a hoe honestly because who cares honestly it's kind of fun to have hickeys all over your neck like it's <laughs> really it's really embarrassing don't get me wrong which we shouldn't be embarrassed um but at the same time like I don't know. It's kind of like you just get to show off to everyone. So you're like, like, I have sex. Everyone know I have sex. Uh, I've been a celibate since March. I've been not doing well. I miss the walk of shame. Why do I miss the walk of shame too, actually? Zoe needs the walk of shame. Uh, We'll all support you. We'll come. We'll cheer for you. We'll We'll make make signs. Uh, oh my goodness okay i hope every one of you have a walk of shame in the next like month i don't think you i'm going to i don't think i can anymore okay yeah is it a walk of shame if it like you just hooked up with your significant other and then start walking home would that be considered a walk of shame still what makes it shameful that's the thing I always think it isn't but see the thing is is when you're wearing like you're going out clothes it obviously looks like the walk of shame but why Maybe you just look good in the yeah. morning. I would rather look good in the morning than, like, shit and walk home, I guess. I don't know. Or but, like, way. there's something about, like, being in the daylight. Yeah, like, <laughs> when your hair changes in the daylight and your makeup is just everywhere on your face and just being out in public is not not how I want to be. No, and the sunlight hurts. Ugh. And it's just a mess. Right, I you don't think you're ever going to be the same. You'd probably be hungover. <laughs> and also, like... For me, at least, it's, like, early in the morning is the only people that I'm near, people who, like, either have early classes or are just full-on going to work, like, on a weekend. <laughs> going to work. Oh, my gosh. I remember my freshman year. I, you guys, you can probably relate. I do not know how the hell I did this all my freshman year. But I remember I used to go to Margarita Mondays, crash at my boyfriend's, who's now my ex, and then I would just go to class the next day, like, straight from his dorm to class, Cause I had early class and I'd be like dressed, like I'd be in like cute, like 
quote unquote going out clothes, but they'd be like casual enough to go to class. So I would just straight up like wake up and go to class. That's a power move. <laughs> and I did that like at least once a week. But also the question, where's your backpack? Did you bring it with you? Oh my god, wait. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on. How did, I... did you make a pit stop? <laughs> wait, I'm pretty sure I did not make a pit stop because he lives in Sadler and I was I had class in Falk. So like it was right there. I just had to go up the stairs. I probably just didn't go with a backpack or anything because it was just Memorize like my the notes. It, no, it was like <laughs> it was like an academic elective and like it was like a really like basic class that everyone was taking just for like the credit. So and the and then final was like open notes, so I was just like, just yeah, taking notes don't on your phone. you need your backpack to take notes for the open note final? I don't know. I took Adderall for that final at the end of the semester, so don't. Uh, I'm just not a good student. Don't model after me, please. <laughs> All right, bitches, Alexa, male gaze. Let's talk about the male gaze. So, for those of you who don't know, the male gaze in a nutshell, is when women in the media are portrayed and viewed through the eyes of heterosexual men. And it basically makes women look like sexual objects. For example, it would be like, the camera's just lingering a little bit too long on her very exposed body, and it adds no plot to the story. And um, we think that this is just absolutely unnecessary. So this has been around for quite a while so it's based off of um an essay written by laura mulvey who's a film critic um and it was mainly about alfred hitchcock's movies oh yeah Yeah. um and about how hitchcock basically treats all of his women the exact same as just they're really just an object for men um and so like a really good example of that would be rear window because the movie is basically just about looking at people's windows Mm -hmm. and like watching the stuff that they do so there's That's like exceptionally pervy. Another really good example of this, um, I don't know if you guys have seen, I think it was a tweet. It was just a whole big thing on Twitter, but when Birds of Prey came out, um, a lot of people were really criticizing the movie. A lot of men specifically were criticizing the movie because they kept talking about how Harley Quinn looked really awful and how she just wasn't as sexy as she was in Suicide Squad. And just because she, like, didn't have her makeup done all the way and she wasn't wearing extremely She's mentally clothes. insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's her character. She's literally insane. <laughs> yeah. So it was super interesting because somebody replied to a bunch of the tweets and was talking about how because the movie wasn't directed by a man, yeah. the view on her completely changed. So comparing two shots of her, like, in Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, one of them, she's wearing a super crop top that's, like, Obviously, her boobs are showing, and the camera's actually, like, pointed down, or it's at a lower angle, so that her chest is in the center of the frame, not her face. Um, And then she also just is very, like, clean-looking, and her ponytails are super high and perky, like a schoolgirl. Gross. Um, And then in the other shot from Birds of Prey, it's the whole idea of the movie is that she's getting over her breakup with the Joker. Um, But... She's wearing just, like, ripped clothes that she ripped herself, so it's not like they're ripped in the right places. Like, she made those decisions herself. Um, And then she cut off the colors from her pigtails so that they don't look as cute and perky anymore. Um, And then the other thing is that the frame is focused on her face, not her chest. And so just because she's less sexualized and she's less of an object in this movie, because it was directed by a woman, people just, like people are so confused and they they don't like it as much this reminds me of when um we were hating on visco girls 
<laughs> and Visco Girls was like the bane of Gen Z's existence. Like, if you're a Visco Girl, that was like the, the one of like the worst insults. Like, like you're basic. Like, you have a Hydro Flask and you use scrunchies. Like, oh my god. Like, God forbid <laughs> you do that. And I remember, and I remember myself thinking like, oh yeah, that's so basic. But then now, it's like like okay it's basic so what like it's yeah quote, quote basic like i was, like yeah i was so what? freaked out like, about visco girls um because i so i go to camp every summer and i've been working for the past two years and i was really confused because i usually miss a lot of the trends just because i'm at camp um but i came back and heard about visco girls and it was super weird because like that was me. That's so cute. Because I had been going to camp. I was wearing big t-shirts and <laughs> friendship bracelets and constantly drinking out of my water bottle because they promote drinking out of water bottles. <laughs> um, and I just fit, like, the whole stereotype, and I was so confused. That's so not you. You're yeah. so alternative. But, like, so yeah. what? You know, even if you do fit that stereotype like what's the big deal yeah i remember people saying you know why we hate on them so much because nothing about them caters anything to men what yeah where did you hear that it was on twitter right it was right nothing about visco girls nothing about them caters anything to men what you, they uh, just they just save turtles they just save turtles they just use hydro flask and they just wear scrunchies that's it like i remember reading that and i was shook i was like you're fucking right you're fucking right that's why people hate on Visco girls so fucking much. They don't cater to anyone but themselves. But Attention. see, I feel like girls hate on Visco girls more than guys Because do. of the internalized misogyny. It's something that you have to think about every day. Like, I'm constantly unpacking my internalized misogyny and my internalized, like, judgment towards women just for being women. Even towards myself. And I was just tired of it. I was just fucking tired of, like, worrying about the way I came off and the way people thought of me. And not just, like, the way people thought of me, but, like, specifically guys and men and, like, the idea of, like, wanting to look good for guys because, or, like, wanting to look good because I thought, like, oh, I'm gonna, f- I could possibly run into a cute guy on my way to work. Oh my God, I'm thinking about now being, like, 11 years old and getting ready every morning thinking that I was gonna meet Justin Bieber. So I, like, fully would get ready in the morning as an 11-year-old being like, what if I see Justin today? <laughs> So meanwhile he's like across the country. Yeah, no 100%. So it started with um I was at like a hotel in San Antonio and they were talking about how Justin Bieber was rumored to have been there or like been there a couple weeks ago. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, what if Justin's here? Like maybe I should flat iron my hair." <laughs> um but yeah, like no, like on a more serious note, yeah, like I feel like I do that now, not necessarily for Justin Bieber, but I'm like, what if I meet the love of my life today? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I need I need to look good for people. But, like, I don't know. I'm just going to the grocery store. Look good for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, another big thing on TikTok, just because I've been using TikTok a lot more recently. Um, Still is don't have a TikTok. I just want to get on it, girl. You can't get it. No, no, no. They repealed it. Oh, okay. Like, last minute. Literally, like, on Sunday. I don't care. I don't <laughs> want TikTok. I <laughs> don't <laughs> want it. Maddie, I was like that, too. The algorithm is way so too on. good. I'm stronger than you, Alexa. <laughs> Okay, yeah, You're but like, different. come on. <laughs> yeah, but on TikTok, a big thing right now recently has been calling people out for gatekeeping. Oh um, my god, that's like another internalized misogyny thing, um, where it's like the whole thing of men being like, "Oh, you like this band? Name all of their <laughs> albums." And like, um, <laughs> another another huge thing has been uh, 
a lot of quarant- like quarantine recently, like I think this is the coolest thing in the world. A lot of girls have been skateboarding now. And yeah. Like- <laughs> Skater girls, I am single. Please, I am free on Thursday. Please call me and hang out with me when I am free on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, skateboarding is so fun. And I live on South, and I also just got a skateboard because um, I've been stealing my sisters, go. and it's so fun. Um, but I've been on South, and I've been seeing all these people, like, just skateboarding around and it's been so cute and just like enjoying the weather and it's been like a lot like sometimes it's like a lot of friends sharing one skateboard and they've just been like hyping each other up um but i know there's like a whole big thing with skate park culture where like people are afraid to go to skate parks especially girls because going into it you know that you're going to be judged by people who are better than you um so like it's so it's so much so that um like, even, like, Tony Hawk, uh, like, on his Twitter, like, he's famous for people just not recognizing him. But he went to a skate park, and, like, these 15-year-old boys were trying to, like, show off to him because they didn't know who he was. And were trying to, like, do tricks and try and prove that they were better than him. Um, when it was literally Tony Hawk. <laughs> but, like, especially with girls, it's just, like, people just assume that they're not going to be as good or they're just skateboarding. Like, penny boards have been a big thing, like, the little baby skateboards. Mm-hmm. Um, people assume that, like, that's just a thing that girls do because they can't skateboard in real life. Like, they just pennyboard instead. I think this is a good time to move on. RBG. Yeah, I feel like as... Wait, wait, can we do a moment of silence? A moment of silence. That's actually, it's really awkward having a moment of silence. (laughs) On a podcast. (laughs) But, um, first and foremost, I think we need to celebrate her life and her legacy because she is an amazing woman who I think, I mean, I think she does get the respect she deserves. Like, she is an absolute icon. But the the bitch, the bitch in this, is that it took about two seconds before Republicans began to speculate about who will replace her. No celebrating her legacy. No honoring the things she's done. No, these nasty-ass cocksucking Republicans are way too happy about this and are going to do anything to replace her. Yeah, can we talk about how fucking depressing and awful it is that like so many people claim that their rights are resting on this like super old woman on the supreme court like on a single person's life it's literally been like this it's scary though because the first like thought is obviously sadness however the second thing goes to what does this mean for my life and my rights like i am scared like, like, I'm concerned. Yeah, abortion, obviously. Birth Marriage control. Marriage equality, birth control. Like, already, like, people are, Trump is trying to defund Planned Parenthood already. He already and has. Like, so many people are defunding Planned Parenthood, but that's not, like, I think it's only, it's, like, less than 10% of what they do is abortions. I know. Because, like, not even all Planned Parenthoods provide abortions. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's, like, screening to see if you have breast cancer, cancer. or, like, it's literally cervical a, cancer. It's or, literally like, yeah. a place that you can go to if you do not have insurance. Like, yes. Planned Parenthood, at least in California, like, we have a certain, like, the Family Act where you can apply for insurance, like, at Planned Parenthood if you're, like, young, if, like, you're a young kid. So, like... For kids who need, like, who need birth control, who are having sex, but they're too afraid to bring it up to their parents. Or, like, also, like, they do so many other things. Like, I have friends who don't have insurance. Like, I have friends who are, like, immigrants from Korea and, like, don't have insurance and they're just, like, going to school here who go to Planned Parenthood and get, like, go to the doctor at Planned Parenthood. They don't just go there for birth control and abortions. I think it just shows how uneducated some people are and, like, how convinced they are of their right-wing conservative beliefs and like that is the education that they think they need like 
that they're not going to look into this. They don't know this. It's just abortion, like, blanket Killing babies. Yes. Yeah. And, like, the evil. Thing, the thing that I don't understand more than anything else is why does it matter? Why, if you believe this, can't, like, if, if this is what you believe, if you believe that you are killing children, then don't get an abortion. Or maybe, like, tell your child not to get an abortion. Don't go to someone you don't even know. You don't know their life story. You don't know their experience. And be like, this is morally wrong. You are ruining the world. Like, that's, if that's what you believe, okay, fine. Adopt that in your own life. But, like, that doesn't need to be applied to an entire country. Well, that's yeah. Cool. People don't understand the definition of pro-choice. It's not, you can be pro-choice and anti-abortion. Yeah. Well, hence why they came up with the term pro-life. Because they knew that it would be a way to make pro-choice look like pro-death. If you're a pro-life, you wouldn't just care about the unborn babies. You would also care about the babies that have already been born and the ones who are in cages, the ones who are in the adoption system, the ones who are in the foster system. You would be caring about life that's already here. And most pro-life people don't give a fuck about that. They're just like, oh, abortion? You're killing babies. No, and they don't give a fuck about the fact that, like, some of these parents have decided they can't give this child the life that it deserves so like that's better like it's gonna be a better like than an awful life a parents that can't take care of a baby that's like yeah i need to find a source for this but um there's this awful awful video i watched of this girl i think she was like 10 or 11 in brazil oh my god um and it was about how like she was extremely poor and she was raped by it was either her father or like a member of her family and she was like 10 or 11 and so she was trying to get an abortion but she, as a ten-year-old, oh yeah, she's and she couldn't on her own to get an abortion. She couldn't get it in her town, um, and there was like nowhere that she could do it nearby, and like people that just wouldn't offer an abortion to her. And so, I think it was her and her her family, or like somebody. Did they in her travel family. to the states? Yeah, no. So they so they had to travel to, I think it was either they had to travel to some major city in Brazil, but they tried to go into the clinic. And it was being blocked by hundreds of people who physically were not allowing her to walk into the building. So she had to get into a van and pull around the back, like, where the trash was and sneak in with, like, like a hood over her. Like, yeah. they had to, like, nobody could tell it was her. And, like, just thinking about how traumatic, number one, like, getting raped by a family member as a child must be but then on top of that having like hundreds of people coming from across the country just to shame you for trying to for being raped yeah for like, being raped yeah people forget that like what if what if you're raped it's not just always like a oh i forgot the condom broke like it's what if you're fucking raped also what if yeah. you're assaulted what if what if what if you carrying this baby to full term is going to kill you like there are plenty of cases where mothers have to abort their child because, like, one, the child would probably die after they were already, like, they were given birth. Like, it just had way too many birth complications and birth defects that the child would most likely, it will die, like, maybe, like, right after it's born or, like, it'd be stillborn or, like, whatever. Or it would kill the mom to carry the baby. That's or, not pro-life. Yeah. Like, no, when just it comes like, down yeah. to it, like, what? what? I, can't. I can't. So I am currently looking up some stuff about the proposed uh replacement amy coney barrett and we don't like her even a little bit anti-abortion yes okay so she's a religious conservative beloved by anti-abortion rights group she has signaled throughout her career that she is open to heavily restricting reproductive rights she does not consider roe v wade a super precedent or a case the court should never overturn 
She's made the false and inflammatory suggestion that Roe v. Wade resulted in a framework of abortion demand, and in 2015, she signed a letter endorsing the Catholic Church's teachings on human sexuality, holding that marriage is defined as between one man and one woman. What happened to separation of church and state? (laughs) You're funny. Wasn't that one of, like, the first things we learned in, like, elementary school? Wait, speaking of religion, Amy Coney Barrett is a Roman Catholic, but she's a member of a religious religious sect called Peoples of Praise, which teaches traditional gender roles within marriage. Um, They take a lifelong oath of loyalty to the group, and they are assigned a personal advisor to whom they are held accountable. Men call the advisors heads, and until 2018, women called their advisors handmaids. This is what inspired Margaret Atwood. To That's write the Handmaid's Tale, you she kidding is me? straight. <laughs> She's the blueprint. <laughs> she is the blueprint. Oh, also, um, we were talking about this earlier before we recorded, but she's literally been a judge for three years. Yeah. yeah. So she. I'm pretty sure was a Yale professor, um, and so that's where she kind of gets her clout. 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 Um, but Trump nominated her for a federal court position as a judge. Um, it's been what three? Years? Yeah, it's been three. So she has had the three least years. experience of anybody, less than Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, literally, Brett Kavanaugh has had like she's making Brett Kavanaugh look like an extremely like experienced, like qualified <laughs> person. Our last bitch is. The original creators of Avatar, The Last Airbender, have pulled out of the Netflix live-action remake. Pop off, Jen. I have so much to say about this. <laughs> Do you guys remember the very, very, very first Avatar remake with, like, Dev Patel and, um, like, the really, really bad Nickelodeon oh movie? Gosh, but Dev that Patel. Was I forgot Dev Patel was in it, and then he I watched like, the... He was Zuko, Yeah, I watched sure, the right? trailer again, and he was so he was emo. He was so emo. <laughs> I love him. But, yeah, do you remember how the disaster of that movie and how, like, it was just fucking awful and, like, Jasper from Twilight, he was in it, too. He played... I think he played, like, the brother, but... Okay, so not only was that movie, like, a disaster, like, actually, like, creatively, like, plot, like, like, written-wise, plot-wise, like, it was just an awful movie. It was so bad. Like, um, visual effects were awful. It was whitewashed. Like, and if you guys know, like, Avatar The Last Airbender is based completely inspired and, like, based completely on Asian. Yeah, it's and super in- cool. And um, countries and, like, ethnicities. So it's, like, Japan, Korea, China, like, and all that. Each nation. Only Asians. Yeah, each nation has, like, a separate asian culture yeah like that it's of like asian yeah that, that they're based off mixed of. off and based off of which oh. is very ahead of its time considering that show is from like the early 2000s because like i'm sure we've all like grown up watching it and recently um netflix said that they were gonna make a live action like series for the show and people were going wild because it seems cool but but um, so the original creators of Atla were a part of the show, so people were very, very excited. And then recently, they just pulled out. They posted on their blog saying, like, and their Instagram saying, we're no longer, like, part of this project. And there was a lot of speculation, and I couldn't find any article that specifically said, this is what it is. Because, like, obviously, like, the creators haven't really said anything. They just said, like, oh, like, creative differences. Like, we just, like, didn't want to work on it anymore. But the theories are, which I I honestly believe, the theories are, one, the budget was really small. And um, they're expecting a larger budget. Also, considering that Avatar The Last ben- Airbender being put on Netflix was the event of the summer for mm-hmm. so many people. And Legend would, of Korra. Yeah, you would think that they would put more money and effort into the creators it. wanted a bigger budget and then they couldn't get it the second was um oh netflix wanted to like 
really change the tone of the show. Yeah, they wanted to. They add wanted to sex make scenes. it. Yeah, they wanted to make it more adult, and they wanted to add romance. They wanted to add sex scenes. They wanted to like really adultify it. I don't like. And yeah. a lot of people, including the creators, were like, "That's fucking weird. You're Dang fucking weird for 12. that." Yeah, they're Katara's all like fourteen. They're literally all Sokka's children. 16. They're all fucking children. Like. And the show is a children's show, so they were like, "That's fucking weird. Like, why the fuck would you do that?" And they, and people were saying like, "You could easily make this show dark, but you don't have to sexualize them. Like, you don't have to add the romances and the sex scenes. Like, that's just so unnecessary." And like, yeah, just so fucking unnecessary. But lastly, after the horror of the first movie remake, the creators literally like came out with a statement saying, "We promise you, the next time we remake this movie into a, this show into a live action film movie, whatever, we will not whitewash the cast because, like I said, the show is completely based on Asian cultures, Asian es- ethnicities, and Inuit ethnicities and cultures." But the cast was like Nicola Peltz, the guy from Jasper from Twilight. Um, like there are so like there are white people on that cast. They whitewashed like everybody. It was a mess. So the creators after that disaster movie literally came out with a statement and said, "We're not going to whitewash the next time we make we make a live action version." And it's come out like you can literally look up articles about this. They literally made this a promise. It's like it's been a known thing, and a lot of fans have been really really excited about it. And apparently, rumor has it, Netflix said that they wanted to consider casting white actors for the cast, and. And the creators weren't happy with that. They were like, uh, no thanks. That's, we're tired of that whitewashing shit. And personally, that angers me. Well, one, I'm Asian. I'm Korean. Um, Hell yeah. (laughs) So I was really, really excited to, like, get hyped about this and watch this show, especially because I literally grew up watching this show, too. And I always... I always got really, really sad. Like, literally, like, when I was little, I used, before I even knew what racism was, I wanted to be an actress before I, like, decided I wanted to work behind the camera. I wanted to work in front of it. I would tell people that I wished I was white because I would only ever see white people on, like, Disney Channel and TV, and, like, that's what I wanted to, like, be on, like, Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and, like, all that. And I only ever saw white people on TV that I legitimately thought that you had to be white to be on TV. So I would tell kids, like, at my elementary school, like, my friends saying, I wish I was white because I want to be on TV. And now to just have them like be like oh like we're just gonna like consider casting more white people for this show that isn't even white to begin with that was like a fucking slap to the face honestly yeah it's so stupid the main thing i think that a lot of studios claim is that it like they won't make as much money if they use mainly people of color in their cast i don't entirely understand yeah, which Black is Panther. So stupid. <coughs> yeah fucking crazy rich asians made so much money and that movie slapped and also it wasn't like they were casting unknown actors like there are famous east asian actors that we know like i know who constance Wu is like i know who these people are and i care about them and like the fact that they think that just because they're all asian like people won't want to watch it is just dumb i don't get that because these are like targeted to communities who haven't seen representation and so they're going to be more excited about it and like these are people who probably like don't come out and like they're going to get more support more money i had a class and we were talking about it, it's kind of fucked up a little i guess but like diversity is good for sales like even if you don't have those beliefs which like you should like diversity is good for life diversity is good for everything but it also turns a profit. So, like, even if you just want to look at it from a monetary point of view, which I do not condone. However, like, as as a, like, business person, as the head of Netflix, like, you should be able to take a step back and, like, 
beliefs aside, nothing matters. Like, diversity is good for profit. So why would you do that? I don't I, get I it. have also never understood that. I've always thought, like, wouldn't you want to have more POC in your... Wouldn't you want to have more BIPOC, like, in your work? Because wouldn't you be reaching out to an even larger audience? Yes, like, even from a purely monetary point of view, like, wouldn't you want to do that? And also, like, while we're on this topic, Mulan, um, Asian film, not not even a single writer for that film was Asian. It was entirely Gross. written by white people. And, and don't you just love how, like, all Asian movies are, like, about, like, honoring your family and, like... You know, like having like honor. I have to honor my family. Like I have to, and even like Crazy Rich Asians. Like yeah, it was a total breakthrough with having an entire Asian cast. But also that but was yeah. It, it, it Crazy Rich Asians. It, Crazy Rich Asians also had its problems. Yeah. Okay. There's a movie that I guess I have to plug now since we're talking about like majority Asian casts. About like so there's a Netflix original movie called Always Be My Maybe. <gasps> I don't know if you guys have seen it. I know of it. Um, isn't Ali Wong? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah, with, um, with, it's, it's about Park. childhood. Yeah, it's yeah. about childhood friends. It's and so such a cute. cute. It's, um, Ali Wong and Randall Park are the main characters. Um, and also, like, Randall Park is just typecast as an Asian person, just, like, a all general East Asian person all the time. So, like, he's Korean, but he's, like, one of his most famous roles is the dad in Fresh Off the Boat, which is about a Chinese family. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's constantly just being cast as, like, people from other countries. So this is a role where he's actually a Korean person, which is super cool. Um, but it's a super, super cute rom-com. And... Ali Wong's hilarious. She's yeah. comedian, so... Yeah, so no, funny. it's... And she's... I'm pretty sure she's one of the writers. But the show is just... Su- or the movie is super cute, and it's super... Like, it's just, like, a cheesy romantic comedy. And it includes, like, aspects of Asian culture... Which are, like, the whole idea of, like, immigrant working parents. And, like, I show this to a bunch of my white friends. I'm a quarter Korean, by the way. But I show this yes. to a bunch of my white friends and, like, they fully, like, didn't understand. But, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, issues that are kind of ingrained in Asian culture about, like, having working immigrant parents trying to make the best life for their kid but not necessarily giving them the attention or, like, supporting them in the ways that they want to be supported. And so, like, that was something that was actually dealt with in the movie while also making it just, like, a cute service level, like, basic rom The nuances of being, like, from an immigrant family and, like, being from, like, an Asian immigrant family. And also, I love that movie because it wasn't so much, like, they're Asian, they're Asian, this is what they're like, they're Asian, they're Asian, they're Asian, like, blah, like, like, it wasn't so, <laughs> like, you know, like, I, because I was talking to my friend and I was saying, I'm so fucking tired of like, if I want to see a cast, if I want to see Asians on, in a movie, I don't want to have to watch Crazy Rich Asian. That's literally like the most stereotypical soap, Korean soap opera story about like a quote unquote poor girl and a rich guy. Like, yeah, I love that movie. I'm still going to watch it. I still do watch it. I love it. But like I said, I didn't want to watch something that was so obviously like cater like so obviously like you're asian you're asian like that's all you're about you're asian you're asian you're asian but um always be my maybe was really like cute and it had the little nuances it wasn't like throwing in my face saying like she's asian so she's this like it wasn't like that and also i want to plug another movie if everyone if anyone's looking to watch a coming of age movie an lgbtq coming of age movie with um with people of color specifically an asian main lead you should watch um the half of it Ooh. Uh, Wait, it's I think one of the of newest uh, or Netflix originals that came out. It's super cute. It's really, really cute. It's about an Asian girl who starts crushing on a girl. We love that, but we don't love the fact that we are out of time for sure. Uh, yeah, follow us Ooh. on Instagram and Twitter. I think it's Hit Bitch Pod. Yes. On both. Um, and yeah, 
just love us and support us and we'll love you back we promise Mwah. bye bye cunts <laughs> this has been hit and bitch the podcast about the things you hate to love and love to hate rate and subscribe on spotify or apple podcasts tell your friends and be sure to keep up with jerk on jerkmagazine.net